ESPN from the TDS Cable for Business Studio. Sweep the leg! Sweep the leg! Andy! What's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> back. Devin Dick's show with Andy Thompson. And now joining us, yep, they were the best. Snow Canyon Warriors state <laughs> champs have had a couple days to kind of soak it up. And uh, their skipper, Coach Seacrest, joins us now on the hotline. Coach, how's it feel on a Tuesday uh, when Andy cranks up that song right there? Uh, feels great. We uh, still can't... Uh believe it's happened and uh it's as good as the first one and those never get old so things are good how many is that for you now is that four for you or is that three i can't remember that's (laughs) well that's number four that's what i thought yeah hopefully hopefully we don't have another seven uh or eight uh year spell but uh anyway yeah but we were there in 2017 just didn't get it done so yeah, and with this group, who knows what about 2020, right? Like, if you guys would have had a season last year, you would have been one of the favorites with with all those juniors that are now seniors. But we don't want to talk about that. What's done is done. But uh, <laughs> right. take me take me through and kind of take me through the week last week at Salt Lake Community College. Behind the scenes, it seemed like this group was, was laser-focused when they are on the field, but they were relaxed when they were off the field, Coach. Yeah, we uh, we actually had a good time. It was a great format. Uh, trying to keep them busy and doing things uh, between games was uh, not easy, but uh, had a lot of good parents step up and, and help out that way. So we had some team dinners and things like that. So uh, we actually, on our day off, went and saw a movie and, and uh, played some video game, arcade, bowled a little bit. Not too much, but bowled a little bit. But, yeah, it was uh, was awesome. Uh, and then, you know, waiting for the game and then getting there was just trying to keep their mind off. Uh, you know, we didn't want to get them too uh, psyched up about stuff, just keep them uh, loose as possible. But it, they're, they're a loose bunch of guys, so it wasn't too hard to do that. What did uh, everybody think about uh, Salt Lake Community, the host, the uh, the field itself and playing at Salt Lake Community College? From our perspective, it, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I think we. I think everybody loved it. I think the playing surface and the dugouts and the stands. You know, I think everybody going there just knew there was no real. There's not a whole lot of cover for the fans and things. But I don't think the weather was. I think the weather was pretty good for the most part, except the wind that kept blowing. But there, I think everybody was excited and playing there. I think it uh, played well. I, I think we were all a little uh, wondering what the turf was going to be like, but uh, I thought it played. Uh, pretty solid kind of like grass really i mean uh with a lot, lot less uh, bad hops so i think it uh, gave everybody an opportunity to uh, show their best so good venue i thought how did you feel like the bracket played out you know you had dixie game one jackson Ince obviously walks off after sam Lindsay doubled was that the signature moment in the early first three days for your team coach well, I think so. Anytime you play Dixie uh, opening day and, and, you know, the history between us and them is uh, it's uh, definitely, a, you know, a must-win situation and you want to get in there and you want to be loose and play the best you can, but you know the other team so well that it's kind of it's kind of hard to do. But I think, you know, we got a good lead on them and then we kind of gave it back to them and, and for these guys to battle and keep, continue to stay uh, right there to uh, win it in the end, I think that kind of pushed us into the into the next uh, you know three or four games down the road. So 
definitely, I think that they were uh, pretty pumped that they'd come from be well, not really from behind, but they stayed with them and and ended up winning at the end. I think they kind of had that feeling all year long that uh, when the game was, uh, you know, when people thought the game might be over, they uh, were able to, uh, you know, it happened in the Stansbury game in March, and then again right there. So that was huge. Coach Seacrest, Snow Canyon Warriors. Yep, they're the state champs 2021. Get the banners made. Get the championship rings made. Uh, how was the fire truck uh, and the greeting back in St. George? That's kind of a tradition, I know, with a lot of the Region 9 schools. Well, I think it was great because when we pulled in on Saturday, I don't think some of them, well, none of my guys knew what to expect. And and we kind of came down there by the uh, swimming pool, and I heard one of my players go, there's probably going to be like five people here. And that was Saturday night about 9.30. And when we pulled up to the parking lot, I think they started to see all the cars. And they're, I think they're all like, what the heck's going on right here? So, And then I was like, yeah, well, this is what it's all about, boys. So that was cool <laughs> to have a greeting like that by all the people in the community. Uh, it was kind of a cool thing. I didn't think they uh, knew what to expect, my players. And then uh, the fire trucks uh, yesterday was kind of a cool thing. Um it's just kind of hard because when you're, uh, you know, everybody's out of school right now. So we didn't have the student body out there that I'd like to have seen yesterday. But but still, it was a good time. And we had the uh, girls track team with us also. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Uh, Justin, the coach of the yeah. track team. Redfern, I think it is. Uh, yep. That was pretty cool. They win it in, in state track. Um, and then you guys join up forces there. H- how's your hamstring, coach? I'm just curious. Are you are you moving okay on a Tuesday, a couple days removed from a title? You know, it's funny. As I was sitting there uh, Saturday night when I got home, sitting on my couch, I looked down at my leg, and it was all black and blue. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was from the dog pile or what, but uh, obviously I had injured myself on that play. Uh, <laughs> Against Dixie on Monday. The dog so, pile was like five, six deep. How, how, did the guys at the bottom come out okay as well? Well, I, I I didn't run out for the first two, and then Coach Alverson got mad at me in 2013. He was like, you got to get out here. So I ran out and I dog pile, but I was, you know, a lot younger than I was. <laughs> this time I ran out to it, and I uh, saw a whole bunch of football guys on top. Our football team had ran out there. <laughs> to celebrate too and they beat me out there and I was kind of glad because I didn't want to be under any of them so I just kind of laid on them and then got off the pile but uh, yeah I think everybody was okay from that but (laughs) that's always fun yeah I mean that's that signature moment right that everybody dreams about I mean you guys went in as the preseason unanimous favorite even voted by the coaches Des News our media day had everybody had you unanimous but you still got to go do it um, t- talk to me about how this state championship is different from the previous three coach with this group of guys. Well, you know, I think with the format and everything and, and we just kept winning games was kind of awesome for me. It was, it, you know, those games were all tight and, uh, any cha- you know, a little air or, or a walk or something could have changed, you know, uh, uh, the outcome in any of those games. But I, I remember when we got that last out on Saturday morning thinking, are we, are we not supposed to play another game? I mean, we, had, I, <laughs> I, I'd never been in that situation. I, you know, in the three that I'd won earlier, you know, except for 2012, but in 2012, we lost Saturday morning. So we had to turn around and play again. 
And uh, the other two, we'd come from behind and had to play three games on Saturday. So I wasn't sure what to do on Saturday we won. I was like, man, that was – I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't easy, but it sure felt good. It was, you know, to, to win five straight and not have to even worry about the loser bracket or playing any extra games. It was five and done. Where so was – That made me feel good. Oh, absolutely. How big was – I know you probably still had more pitching. You guys had as much pitching depth as anybody, but how – how big was it when you watched other teams fall that had to, the good teams fall down in that one loss side of the bracket and not make it back through the championship game? You guys, Mountain Crest, you guys win three in a row, and boom, you guys went straight to Friday and head-to-head in the title game. Yeah, I felt good about the way that uh, we'd set up our pitching going into this thing with giving Karsten and Isaac a rest on the week before because we had guys like Josh Akins and Landon Fry that could pitch and do well in those uh, – you know, the first uh, little three-game series. So I felt like our pitchers were a lot fresher going into Monday and Tuesday than anybody's after, you know, they had about 10 days rest. So, you know, when Desert Hills got beat in the first game and uh, uh, in Pineview, it was kind of like, well, good heck, you know, I mean, where, where are we sitting here as far as pitching goes? And I didn't, you know, I knew those teams real well, but I didn't know, you know, the other teams coming from Logan all that well. So that was kind of an interesting thing to see happen. And uh, we kind of knew that if we could get to Friday without any losses, that we were going to be in good shape, you know, especially with Karsten going on Friday and then Isaac first game. And then, you know, we had Landon all ready to go for the third game, which I don't think that, uh, you know, Mountain Crest would have been able to match Landon in that third game. So I kind of loved the whole format. It was kind of, it was nice to see that and be able to, uh, you know, work that with Brandon and my other coaches um, and get the, uh, the guys set up in the right spot but yeah it was it was good for us to know that there were going to be teams that had to fight to get to where we were at what was special about this group this group of state champs compared to the other three state championship teams that you've coached (laughs) oh man they're all great they all you know the great thing about it was when i'm out there dogpiling and when it was all done all of a sudden i get all my you know uh all of my guys, I call them from years past coming up and, and, and they were there and supporting. Mm-hmm. And so it was all great. But, uh, you know, I mean, being 28 and four, I think our pitching depth and just having, uh, some, definitely some, some, uh, guys out there with, uh, you know, different attitudes and things, uh, you know, it's just kind of a fun group to be able to coach as a, not only coaches in baseball, but also kind of like get them prepared each day because each one of them was so different, you know, from guys like Mays Mosier to, uh, you know, Easton Schwindemann to, you know, Cam Terry to Easton Rigby and, you know, just the different attitudes and, uh, you know, psyches of these kids. But uh, I think we got all we could out of them, uh, you know, and I think that all of them love to compete. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. There were some times in the dugouts where we had some guys yelling at each other, you know, but, that kind of comes, of course, when you're with each other for so long, for three months, every day you're seeing each other. But they all loved each other, and they knew what they had to do to get it done, and we just kind of wrote the lineups and then let them go. Speaking of Mays Mosier, Coach, you had one of the greatest uh, radio moments of all time in the post game. Uh, we, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't go into the details right now, but it was my favorite <laughs> thing ever. I was going to ask you about the uh, – the uh, program developing pitchers and the secret sauce. I mean, year in and year out, it seems like you guys just have uh, pitchers you can depend on in, in huge games. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things that we've uh, been working on here. And Brandon's done a good job because, you know, he's with Isaac all the time and Luke Anderson and Ethan Anderson and Jake Johnson, four guys that I think are going to be solid for us next year on the mound. Mm-hmm. When I look at that, I'm like, wow, it's nice to be able to, we're gonna be able to run four guys out there again. That's that's pretty good. And I think that comes from Brandon being around these kids and kind of understanding what we need to do and, and getting on it early, you know, through the summer and the fall and, then giving them a break and then getting them back in uh, January. But uh, I think that the pitching is huge. And, you know, having Brandon Lyon as your pitching coach is always a, a special thing because uh, he knows what they need to do to be ready. So it's been good. I found it amazing but really awesome that Boo did not call a pitch this year. And and that's a luxury with a Mason Strong behind the dish that, that you guys had. He didn't have to. But it also really, I think, is huge for Mason moving forward into his college or pro career because he's now going to know how to handle, you know, different types of pitchers, too. Talk about that a little bit, Coach. Well, yeah. I mean, me being a catcher, you know, it's been uh, something that, you know, I was always doing when I was playing pro balls, calling my own games. And and I always just felt like if I can get my high school guys to kind of be on the same page and understand hitters, then uh, they're going to be that much better when they get to the next level and really be that extension of the coaching staff. So with Mason, uh, it was great. I mean, you know, there was times where we were like, oh, we should call this pitch, and and then he would call it. So, I mean, he was right on kind of what we were doing, the game we were going with. But, yeah, I mean, especially when you got Brandon and I who kind of feel like we both know how to call games really well and then just turn it over to Mason. Uh, it takes a lot of pressure off of us as a coaching staff to know that something we don't have to worry about is going to be done right. So, you know, I, hopefully that benefits him at the next level, you know, wherever that may be. And, uh, you know, um, the coaching staff there will uh, be happy to have him and with what he does. So smart kid, a um, lot of fun to uh, coach the last three years, so four years. And it looked like that 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 deep bone bruise that you sat him out of the Dixie regular season was still bothering him. You could tell, you know, running down to first and getting up and down that he was still bothered by that that deep bone bruise or whatever it was. Yeah, I, you know, he wanted to play so bad and, uh, you know, to be able to do that and he got treatment and he saw, you know, a lot of specialists to try to get as healthy as he could to uh, be able to play. and But, yeah, we could tell it was still bothering him and, you know, it was kind of hard because – I don't think his bat was, you know, as good as it could have been if he was healthy as, you know, 100%. I mean, I still he still swung it well, but I think, you know, some of his extra base hits kind of got cut down in the state tournament because of his leg. So that was hard for me to see because he'd done so great. But, uh, I mean, I mean, he ends up with 50 RBIs on the season. And, I mean, definitely one of our big leaders Nice when you got him behind the plate, landing at shortstop and Luke in center field. That's <laughs> pretty good up pl- the middle. Every place is covered. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Luke will be back. Isaac will be back. Sam Lindsay will be back. Ryder Harrison will be back. You mentioned yeah. Jake Johnson, some of your other pitchers that are they're going to be back. I mean, you, you guys might be the favorites again next year to win the whole kit and caboodle. I know you don't want to think and it's a ways away, but uh, we can start talking about that, at least on the media. But you soak it up for a little bit. Longer was there a favorite yeah. moment, Coach? Was there a favorite memory? I mean, maybe maybe Andy Thompson going trivia with the answer being you was a favorite moment <laughs> from the week. <laughs> well, that was that was right up there, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think the uh, 
the last inning I kind of felt like summed up the, I mean, it was just nice to sit back and watch it pop up to third, a ground ball to first and a pop out out to right field was kind of like, wow, did we just do that in the seventh? So I think that moment right there for me was uh, Luke on the mound and throwing like he was throwing. And, and, you know, we didn't put anybody on base. We got one, two, three. It's kind of like this easy seventh inning in the uh, state championship was it's kind of what I needed. So I'll take that one. Has it been fun? I mean, hundreds of text messages, alumni reaching out. What, what's the weekend been like for you, even through today? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I had a, I had probably over 150 texts from people. So, you know, that was uh, awesome. You know, a lot of people that, uh, you know, are watching from afar or whatever, that, you know, a lot of people that I hadn't even talked to in a long time sent me a text. It was good to hear from all of those people. Uh, pretty crazy uh, all through Sunday. It's kind of died off now, but uh, getting ready to go uh, look at rings right now here at 530. So we're all excited about that. It's kind of still uh, feels like uh, we just got it done. You know, you mentioned the synthetic turf and you like playing at Salt Lake Community College. Obviously, you win there. Are you guys planning on doing that to your entire field? I know you did the uh, the lines. <laughs> is that is that the next phase that's coming? Are we going to see that all synthetic field coming to Snow Canyon? Uh, I don't, I, it's hard for me because I, I like the dirt infield, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I will say as I'm getting older, it's a lot less uh, field maintenance. And today, <laughs> this year, not having to pound clay into our mound and to our plate area was kind of like a little bit of heaven. So <laughs> um, I don't think we'll I don't think we'll ever be able to raise the money to turf the whole thing. But you never know. I, I know that it, it does save a lot of water. It saves a lot of mound clay and, and clay for your um, plate area. So, I mean, there's cost to it, but uh, I don't know if it'll ever get done. Coach, uh, soak it up. Uh, final thoughts on how strong Region 9 was. Summarize how, how I mean, you, you split with D Hills. You split with uh, Dixie during the regular season. You split with, was it was it Pineview as well? Pine so View, yes. you, you know, t- Region 9 baseball, we always talk about how strong it is in football and basketball, but I, I, I feel like the depth and the strength of Region 9 in baseball is always as strong as any other sport, and I'll argue that to the end of the, the, the until something shows me otherwise. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, we knew those games were all going to be tough, and uh, we knew that uh, they had a lot of good pitching and, uh, you know, just guys that uh, compete on these other teams. And, uh, you know, not that I was happy to split with any of those teams, but uh, if you can get a split with those teams, then uh, you're, you're you're all right. You're going to be okay. I mean, they're all good baseball teams. And uh, we lost uh, three games to, to our, our region uh, foes and uh, but at the same time I think it made us a better team we we're playing great competition you know you get to those playoff games when you're playing teams from Logan I don't know if they know but we've been playing that playoff game you know starting April 1st really so uh, a little different atmosphere when you play those teams I think but like when you're playing a Dixie or a, or a Pineview or Desert Hills you know outside of uh, Region 9 you know that it's going to be a battle uh, whether it's during the region or outside the region, it's going to be a battle because they've all been prepared the same way. State, so, state, definitely t- tough, tough. Yeah, no question. Region nine, and uh, you go back the last twenty years, and I think twelve or thirteen times out of the last twenty years, Region nine has brought the state championship back to Southern Utah, and 
of course, uh, I don't see that changing. It's going to be, you know, the same. It's going to be Mountain Crest Ridge Line, and, and, and then you guys, Dixie Desert Hills. By I mean, I don't see it changing with this realignment. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, it's just going to be another battle between Region, you know, nine and um, those teams up in Logan. We'll see what they b- bring, but we know what's going to happen here. So, but by know, the way, Andy, next two years. Andy is starting a petition not to change us from Region 9 to Region 10. Uh, will you be the first to sign it when he gets you a copy? <laughs> I would. I mean, that we're Region 9. I we know, but they're 10. changing us. Nine. Yeah, they're going to make the Cash Valley 9 and us 10. Why? Oh, Why not? Screw that. Makes, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. makes no sense. <laughs> uh, no, I guess then we'll have to say Region 10 stuff. Nobody wants to say that. No. No. <laughs> no. Coach, uh, good luck drawing up the rings. Hope they look good. Thanks for carving out time for us, you know, all season long. Um, and thanks for hopping on today. And uh, it'll be fun to see you guys uh, all summer get out there. And I know you, you got a lot of players that are going to play a lot of ball. I know, I, where are all your players playing in summer ball? Do they all go to different teams? Or do you guys have your own team that you're going to be playing a lot of games with? Because I know, like, Landon Fry is going to play with the Marshals, I heard. And then I know there's yeah, some kids like Luke and Isaac that will play with down in Arizona it's a lot and some showcase stuff. I don't even know. And then where does the rest of your guys play in the summer? Yeah, summer baseball is getting crazy. We, uh, you know, we'll have stuff here at the high school, but uh, a lot of times I'll be missing a lot of those guys and uh, we'll just play. It actually kind of helps, I think, develop a little bit better. Some kids that, uh, you know, get to jump in there and play with us. So it's not a bad thing, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of the way baseball's gone. You, you jump around, you travel through the summer and the fall, and then you show up in January and play for your high school team till uh, May and then do it all again. So I don't know. Summer baseball isn't kind of what it used to be, but, uh, you know, we still uh, compete down here and play all these teams around here. So it's good, and we get some of those younger, talented kids that uh, might get a shot to, you know, play a position where, you know, Isaac's gone, Luke's gone, or, you know, some of these other kids that they go and do all that all summer. But, you know, we got a lot, uh, we got a lot of kids that go do a lot of other things. So that's good. You had seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 seniors. Is that right? 11 seniors, four of which we know are going to division one Mason strong. Uh, he's going to, if he doesn't get drafted, he's in the amateur draft. He's going to go to BYU. We know, uh, Herman's going to stay at Dixie state. We know Lando's going to the U and we know Mosier's going to, uh, down to Vegas to play for college of Southern Nevada. Anybody else on your team that could, could you think that maybe doesn't have a scholarship now that will play next level baseball? Uh, yeah, you know, Josh Aiken's got uh, seen up there at the state tournament and had a uh, coach come talk to him at, uh, uh, Colorado Northern a coach had talked to him and I actually had some other coaches call me about needing pitching for two, a 2021 pitcher. So I think there's opportunity for uh, Josh Aikens to go pitch at the next level. If he, if he wants to, Yeah, I think a lot of the other kids are mission kids and we'll see what they do when they come back. If they uh, want to still pursue it, I think we've got some kids that could play some JC ball someplace and do something good. You know, a little growth here. You never know. And how many more Seacrest boys is there? One, just your freshman? Is he the last of the line of the great Seacrest clan coming up through Snow Canyon baseball? Yeah, he's the last one. He's the last one. And so uh, he'll be a sophomore next year, and uh, we're expecting him to uh, to uh, be on the field sometime next year helping this team win another state championship. Uh, he'd always hint to me about putting him in, let him hit or do something. 
this year, but uh, never got that opportunity. Did a good job on the JV level, but can't believe my last one's uh, – man, it's crazy that he's already uh, going to be a sophomore. So Don't think about it. It's just going to make it's just gonna make you feel like you're older. <laughs> don't, don't. Crew's going to be around for a few more years. Just enjoy every second of it. Enjoy the yeah, state championship seriously. win. And as always, thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, appreciate you guys, and great job all last week. That was fun listening to all of you and uh, watching the games in the hotel room or wherever I was at and following it. So great job. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Yep, yep. Coach Seacrest, Snow Canyon State Championship Warriors. Andy, um, we got a note from from our friends at KSL Sports. Was it 47,000 total views last week? Yes, for the whole tournament, yeah. So, you know, and I know when St. George and you have all these teams come up and it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a lot of those games are early. There was a ton of people uh, viewing the live streams, ton of people listening to the radio. I mean, when we were off the air for the start of the state tournament championship game with that fire that knocked power out for, for an hour or so, uh, you and I's phones were just blowing up. So um, shout out to all of the coaches from around the region, including Coach Seacrest, the players, the accessibility and uh, before you know it, we'll be back uh, this fall with uh, more exciting high school football coverage. But uh, thanks, thanks, thanks to our sponsors too. I mean, we have twenty sponsors. That and, and sometimes it feels like a lot when we're, you know, doing the broadcast and feel like you're, you know, you're plugging sponsor after sponsor after sponsor. But uh, we love our sponsors. We can't do what we do without uh, the great local businessmen and women uh, underwriting local sports. So as I always say, you know, it's great to hear thanks to us. But uh, if you hear you know, an ad during a game or hear us promote a business, uh, you know, next time you go into, you know, Fabulous Freddy's, tell them thanks for sponsoring high school. Or next time you, you know, see somebody from Sullivan Homes, tell them, hey, that's cool. You guys are sponsoring high school. And the list goes on and on 20 times over. And I'm going to start naming people. I'm going to want to thank everybody right now. And we don't have time.